right. What's up, guys? We are back. I think it's season three. I could be wrong for Mojo NFL, but it doesn't matter because season is underway with our Hall of Fame kickoff we had uh, recently with the Jets v. the Browns. Laura, welcome back. Riley, welcome back. No Jamie tonight, but he will be back. A lot has happened this offseason. And when I say a lot, I, I mean a lot. We had quarterbacks signing big contracts. We had players going every which direction they possibly could. We had a very interesting draft happen with a lot of young talent come out of it. We had the sale of the Washington football team or the commanders now. So a lot has happened. Riley, what was your kind of standout from this offseason for the NFL at the moment? Oh, um, I think there was some there was some big ones. I'm actually going to go with somebody that I usually hate on in Lamar. Um, he got his money. He got OBJ, one of my favorite wide receivers. Um, he has no excuse now, in my opinion. If he doesn't at least get a playoff win, then I'm going to call it that he's been overhyped. Like I've said, he has been since he came out of college. But I am excited to see what he can do with it and will eat my words happily if if that comes up. But, you know, I think that, that that was something that was just dragging on. So it was bound to happen. I'm glad he got his money. But, yeah. You touched on a quarterback signing. We had a couple quarterback signings happen in the offseason. We had Jalen Hurts sign a massive contract. Then we had Herbert sign a massive contract. These quarterbacks are getting paid just when we thought when Patrick Mahomes signed his deal way back in, what was it, 2020, that you know no one's going to be able to top that. It just seems that these quarterbacks get that $1 million extra to make them the highest-paid quarterback. Uh, so it was, a, it was a good offseason for these quarterbacks as far as extensions. Laura, Seahawks were a little quiet, I would say, during the offseason. Maybe a little bit. What what would be your takeaway from from this offseason for the NFL? Yeah, you know, Seahawks were able to be a little bit quiet because I think we had an outstanding draft. So, you know, we 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 lined ourselves up okay for that one. And there's been a little bit of scuffle coming out of training camp, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens down the stretch. It's interesting, you know, talking about all the money that's been awarded to and rightly earned by quarterbacks this offseason. It's kind of been the opposite story for the running backs. I mean, we can't really go past the first five minutes without talking about Saquon Barkley, without talking about what's been happening there with the Giants. He is now getting some money, but really devastating to see kind of the way a lot of these players have been getting treated and almost neglected, in my opinion. You know, it kind of segues directly into the situation happening now with Jonathan Taylor, um, the treatment and some of the nastiness that's starting to come out of that Colts organization um, you know, it's just been disappointing and I didn't think I would see the day. I think we got to a point where there were only two out of the eight top running backs signed on deals a couple of weeks ago. Christian McCaffrey obviously leading the charge with that one. So, yeah, I think, you know, we've been plagued by the story of the running back this off season, and I hopefully, you know, we can see a little bit more movement. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when you look at the running backs and how important a lot of these players are to these teams and these organizations, it's it's baffling that they're only getting, you know, under 20 million really um which is an absolute shock because these guys are amazing athletes we've talked about briefly at the start players going to different teams 
Uh, Riley touched on it. We had Odom Buckham Jr. who'll be suiting up in the purple for the Ravens this season. Uh, we have Javon Hargrave. He'll be at the 49ers this season. Miles Sanders is with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Garoppolo will be wearing new colors at the Raiders. We've got Derek Carr over in New Orleans. I mean, the list just goes on and on. But, Riley, I'll, I'll give this one to you first. Aaron Rodgers is now out of the NFC, thank God. Um, but is he he is with the Jets. Good pickup for the Jets. Bad pickup. A little too much press, maybe. Do you think he's the right kind of person they need in that organization organization right now? I think he's certainly making it out that he is. You know, he was making a big splash when he first got there, going to basketball games, going to Taylor Swift. Um, I think he's such an interesting character. I feel like he loves to hate being in the spotlight. Like he loved being in Green Bay because it wasn't it wasn't the glitz, it wasn't the glamour, but never shied away from hopping on Pat McAfee's podcast or doing an interview or or making those comments, you know, disappearing into a dark cave for five days to finally decide what he wanted to do with his career. So I think that he'll be able to do it. I don't think he'll appreciate hard knocks being in his face, you know, for the next two to three months as it progresses through their season of that. I don't necessarily think from some comments that have been made about um, from like McCall Hardman, apparently, you know, they're loving having him there, but they haven't been able to gel yet. They haven't been able to, you know, hit certain passes, which is something that Rogers touched on earlier or the Green Bay Packers new wide receivers cause had issues with that. They just couldn't gel with him. So it'll be interesting to see if his, you know, seniority, his superiority actually comes into play a bit and allows him to be that mentor that everyone keeps saying that he is and that he's going to be. Yet he wasn't that for Jordan Love. It's like what, you know, it's almost like he's removed himself from Green Bay for a reason, like he wasn't happy there. That might actually be the best thing for the Jets, having somebody who wants to be there, not someone who has to be there, so to speak. And Zach Wilson's only going to get better from having Rogers to learn. So at worst case, hopefully he develops into a better replacement. And we can't forget that he was also with the Tonys, um, which I do believe was a very odd moment to see Aaron Rodgers there. <laughs> Uh, Laura, we're kind of touching on quarterbacks. Again, a draft has been and gone, and we saw some young quarterbacks come out. We saw Bryce go to the Panthers. We saw my boy C.J. Stroud go to the Houston Texans. A- another good draft for quarterbacks, are we, are we thinking? Totally. And I think another good one, Anthony Richardson um, off the board at number four as well. I was kind of thinking Seattle might, might get up there for that one, um, but no, we didn't. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of young talent, but, you know, just touching on what Riley was saying about Jordan Love, I think that's going to be one of the biggest knocks to Aaron Rodgers' legacy. He had a real opportunity there to kind of show this kid the ropes a little bit and be a little bit kinder and kind of take it with a, you know, with a little bit more class. And I think that he did, but I guess that's Aaron Rodgers for you at the end of the day, um, you know, with this group of young quarterbacks that have come in pretty much all except for Bryce Young, they're mostly coming into systems where there is 
an established quarterback, maybe not with that team, but where they do have, you know, some more mature talent they can learn and they can work off. And I think that's so important for this team coming through because we're sort of starting to see across the board players come from college, top players come from college that haven't quite had the starting impact that they thought. Baker Mayfield's the best example of that. Someone who's just been a bit all over the ball when he first started. So I think it's exciting, you know, the young quarterback room that we've got. This is definitely a much better draft than it was last year. Um, but, you know, times will tell. I think defenses are going to be getting stronger and smarter. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes down the stretch. It's going to be a very interesting season, I think, for young quarterbacks. Um, young quarterbacks coming into the league, young quarterbacks who have uh, their final season to prove something. And that leads me into uh, probably my favorite moment that happened during uh, the offseason, which the Bears went and spent some money. And they went and did some building and they went and got a line to protect Justin Fields. They went and got DJ Moore with that trade from the uh, number one pick. They got two first round picks from that, which is great. I think they handled the draft super well. Um, They have some, they've bolstered their uh, offense and their defense a little bit, which is good. Some signings, which scare me just a little bit based on the fact that I don't know if these players are going to be healthy or not. But Riley, as a fellow Bears fan, there is a lot for us to be hopeful about this season. Yeah, look, I'm super excited. Like this is one, this is Justin Fields' last, you know, sort of year to to at least earn that fifth year contract extension um, to prove that he is a, you know, franchise quarterback, which I dear God hope that he is because we wasted enough on Mitch Trubisky to the, <laughs> the same thing again and trade up for a quarterback um, who I was stoked that we did that for. But I think, yeah, we, I again, like you said, we splashed with some money. We made no, there was no shying away from that um, bit that has scared me a little bit. Um, I think it was TJ Edmonds mm. is uh, his bears official photo day he did look a little pudgier than he did last year um you know as a linebacker you kind of need to be a bit solid um and so I hope that that was just holiday holiday um padding what a way yeah so deep dish is real good I can't blame the guy every time I'd go home I used to pack on a couple pounds too it's a deep dish it's food so you can't blame the guy I don't know, but yeah, that just that. But getting Yannick and Gokwe, um, that I think was probably one of the best signings we did in the off season. Um, super fresh signing. He, you know, has a tattoo of a bear, and he said it was, you know, it was meant to be. Um, that I don't know. I just I'm actually it's one of the first off seasons. I'm actually super excited to watch the Bears. I'm not sort of like, oh, I wonder how we're going to go. Like I think with Rogers gone with um, the Vikings having really just scraped through a lot of their games last year. Detroit might be a little bit of a a bit of an issue this year, which I've never said before. Um, and obviously the Packers, you know, we don't know what Jordan Love's going to do. I hope he's dumpster fire, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. But I think we actually have a real chance to take the North. I think we're probably one of the biggest sort of question mark groups that there is in the league um so yeah super excited to see how that all sort of plays out 
Yeah, we've had some uh, some injuries kind of happen already during this offseason. Laura Burrows went down with a calf strain in uh, kind of a, a preseason training. Uh, is that cause for concern for the Bengals? We've also seen uh, injury to the running back room for the um, Buffalo Bills, uh, which was a good pickup for them. But now he's out with an ACL injury for the season to kind of, you know, not a whole lot of injuries Two kind of, you know, major ones coming in. Are we in line for some injuries this offseason or is it just are these two just kind of staying along? You know, I put my uh, future bet in on the Bengals right before I got that notification from Bleacher Report about Joe Barron. That was heartbreaking. I think, you know, if anything, we might seem a little bit weak at the start of the season, but hopefully it'll it'll come through. I don't know. I haven't read too much up on that. Um, the biggest injury for me, the most upsetting injury for me was Jalen Ramsey. Really excited to see him go to Miami. I thought that was a great move. And just, yeah, that was one that actually kind of took me and devastated me because I was excited for him to not only get out of the NFC West, but all in a way from DK Metcalf. But, you know, excited to see him down in that unit and a team that I thoroughly enjoy watching. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think I thought this year was we were going to be a little bit safer from injury, but there's a little bit sign to creep through. I uh, Hopefully, I think we just need some quarterback protection that's the biggest thing this season and the most important thing. And that'll be the same with Joe Barry. You know, that's something that he was starting to lack last year. So um, yeah, hopefully we can keep them up. Keep them standing, keep them strong. That's, that's the goal, right? Um, yeah. Always the goal for the lines. Doesn't, doesn't always work. Um, question to you both, Riley, you can take this one first. Biggest surprise as far as signings, free agents, you know, we've seen, Zeke is still out there. Cream Hunt's still out there. Fournette's still out there, I think. Um, but, you know, there's some some big names that are still uh, in free agency that can be signed, which is surprising. Um, some interesting moves that are surprising. So what would be your kind of biggest surprise from, from this offseason? Well, I'm going to sort of circle back to the running backs. Um, you know, you just mentioned three players who are still – waiting to be signed and they are three running backs who at one point or another were rushing leaders um, on Super Bowl teams, Super Bowl winning teams. Like they are studs of their game and we've just gone through this whole situation with the running backs with, I think it's started with, you know, Barkley, Josh Jacobs and, uh, you know, not, you know, sort of, sort of holding out. You know, not wanting to be tagged. Um, Saquon obviously signing his deal not on the tag, but getting his eleven million dollars or whatever it is with you know two million signing bonus. Um, you know, Jim Isray, the 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 owner of the Colts, coming out and making a few jabs. You know, basically saying no one's going to care if you don't show up tomorrow, like basically making the running back position seem obsolete, which as as much as I don't want to pay them, like yes, teams who don't pay their running backs, they don't usually, like you look at the last, I think it was like 10, 12 years, the most expensive running back I think was on like a $5 million contract. Like it wasn't huge, but 
they were studs at that point. They were a rookie. They were on a cheap deal because of the market or because of the way that it was structured, but they were a good running back. It's not like they were trash or they just happened to be on the team. These, I don't, I don't understand how you could have somebody like Jonathan Taylor, who was the leading rusher last year, who at one point was like an MVP candidate and not think that he's an integral part of your team. I just drafted Anthony Richardson in a dynasty draft. Somebody offered me a trade for him for like the first round pick next year and some other stuff. And I was like, "Mm, no, literally the next day it came out that Jonathan Taylor wanted to trade. And I was like, I'm out. I was like, my whole point of getting him was because uh, Jonathan Taylor, Anthony Richardson running tandem, who's going to run it? Who's going to catch it? I was like, sweet. Now I'm like, I don't want a part of it. Like I don't want to, the Colts and uh, sorry, they're nothing without a running back because Taylor was their, you know, their star. So I don't understand how these teams are not even like wanting to come to the table, you know, ask what they want, you know, and, and it's just, yeah, I think that's probably my biggest surprise is that it it has trickled over the last few years, this running backs don't matter sort of thing. And I think it got to a point where we were at it you know, McCaffrey got his pay. I think Kamara got his pay and we were like, okay, we've sort of bypassed that. And now we're, wham, we're even worse than where we were five years ago. So I'll be interesting to see how it goes. I don't think much will come out of it unless every single running back takes a, you know, they go on strike. But then you've got players who are on 30 grand a year who won't be able to do that. So yeah, I think that, I think that's going to be interesting to see how it, how it all folds. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a fascinating situation and you kind of touched on it. You know, Laura, I guess, what would be your biggest surprise? You know, we've got players that haven't been signed. We've got players requesting trades. We've got, you know, people we thought were happy in franchises that want out that are leaving. Um, and there's been a lot of movement this offseason. So what what has been your biggest surprise from this offseason so far? I think, you know, the movement of Sean Payton coming into the Broncos organization, I was expecting them to kind of, I can't remember who it was last season who talked about, you know, don't post your workouts, do you handle your stuff in private? You know, I wasn't expecting him to kind of come in. And obviously we all know that Nathaniel Hackett did a hatch job last year of that team, but I wasn't expecting this kind of negativity and this rhetoric that has sort of come out of him and started to come out a few of those players about the performance last season. You know, I really expected him with the class, with his ex- with his expertise and experience to come in under the rug, work with Russell. We've seen Russell in the off season, put on some weight, some of those workouts, some of those routes we've seen them practicing have looked outstanding. But I wasn't expecting them to kind of create this media circus. And then, you know, for him to come back out and talk about the hype and, oh, we can meet expectations and da-da-da-da-da, kind of try and cover up. It's just been a little bit disappointing to see um, and definitely not what I expected. So that threw me definitely a little bit with that one. Um, I think, too, I think there's a little bit of buzz coming out of Dallas, which I don't like. Everyone who knows me knows I don't like hearing or saying that. But I think, you know, adding Stefan Gilmore was a great move for them. And I'm really excited to see, you know, how this team shapes up. I think that their division is obviously tied up in Philadelphia. But, um, you know, there's a little bit of work that can be made and we might be seeing them in a wild card spot and maybe they might even win a wild card game. You never know. But actually, I'm going to top that all off. Most surprised with my new love for Kirk Cousins coming out of the Netflix quarterback series. I tried not to watch it. I think I waited a couple of days before I started it. Um, Don't like Mahomes anymore. He needs to get off all of our screens altogether. Um, But, you know, it was really interesting to follow 
her cousin's story and hear a lot about the preparation and the work that he goes through because, you know, he's someone that I've never really given the time and, and the respect for. So I was a bit surprised by how much I actually enjoyed learning more about him, his training and his approach to the game and his little secret room where he keeps all of his, um, all of his NFL memorabilia. That was quite cool. You still a very vanilla quarterback for me. And I think <laughs> quarterback, just the docu-series just, you know, <laughs> hit that one home even more for me, but he seems like a genuinely very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of look at the three different personalities of, of that. If you haven't watched the Netflix series, Go watch it uh, so you understand what we're talking about because we may reference it at some point throughout the season. I'm with you on Mahomes. I think he needs to get off the screens completely. He did my head in. Um, But, yeah, it was nice seeing a different side of Kirk Cousins. All right, to round this kind of off and kind of go through our preseason stuff that we've touched on, we've touched on a lot. Team that won the preseason for you guys, team that lost the preseason for you guys, and team you're looking forward to so far in the next kind of two, three weeks for these preseason games. Laura, you get to start us off. I'm going to start it super kind of expectedly, but I am most excited to see the Seahawks in this these upcoming preseason games. I think we've got a lot of young guys. We're going to get a lot of guys from the draft, get some air time. Um, I'm really excited to see how that goes. Jackson Smith, he's a player I'm really looking forward to seeing how he's going to work in, not in preseason, but down the line with Tyler and with DK. Um, I'm, you know, I was really excited to watch Miami. I'm, I'm still excited to watch Miami. It's going to be a little bit different now. I was so excited for Jalen to be in that defense. I still think Braxton Berrios, who I sung his praises a little bit last season. I think that's still a great addition to that dynamic and fast offense. So I'm looking forward to watching Tyreek. I'm also excited to see where Kareem Hunt falls. I heard he's falling with, the, I'm sorry, he's visiting the Saints this week. So that will be a little bit interesting, but I think there's there's so much we don't know and so much that we can't predict with the season. I think that's what's gonna that's what's gonna kill it for us. It'd be amazing. All right, Riley, win of the season, loss of the preseason, and then what you're looking forward to in these next couple games as we see these teams kind of take the field. Um, look, I'm gonna go back to somebody Laura mentioned before the Cowboys. I think they already had a great defense. Like she said, they they only got better, but they signed. One of my favorite wide receivers, Brandon Cooks, um, he is so quick. There's a, his nickname's Lightning. Um, like I think he's such a good addition with CD Lamb obviously being their number one. Michael Gallup, hopefully he's healthy. Um, and then Brandon Cooks. Plus they've got, I can't remember their tight end, but him. He, like... That is four solid people. They lost Zeke, but Tony Pollard was doing most of the work anyway. So I reckon that they're going to be, I actually think that they have a really strong chance to take it away from the Eagles this year after the Eagles lost so many of their defensive players. Um, The loser, I'm going with the Raiders. Um, They signed Jimmy Garoppolo, two or three-year Two hundred million dollar deal or whatever it was, um, which I think was a terrible idea. They haven't paid their running back and they got rid of Waller, so they're really only throwing it to like Hunter Renfro, who is a great slot receiver, but he can't stretch the field. And Garoppolo overthrows people when he does anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> uh, coming into the preseason, I think it's hard because we don't get a lot of starters. 
Um, but I am really looking forward to seeing uh, what the Bears can do. Just to see those new pieces, just have a run around, even if it's just for a drive, just to get that feel. Um, I think, yeah, that's that's something to look forward to. Yeah, I got to piggyback off that one. If I had to pick somebody I was excited to see kind of in the preseason, it's definitely how the Bears figure out their pieces because I think that's going to be fascinating. Losers for me, I am going to go with Philadelphia as far as their offseason. Um, I think they kind of got rid of players that they needed to keep. Um, they didn't do a whole lot, in my opinion, to bolster what they had. Um, I saw a stat that no losing quarterback has made it back to the NFL in their first time being there. So Jalen Hurts, I'm sorry, buddy. It was like a weird stat. I think it's first time QBs that lost the Super Bowl have never made it back to, like the next year or something like that. And there was quite a few of them. Uh, yeah. Joe Barr was being one of them. Jalen Hurts. Um, there was a Bears quarterback in there as well, which is upsetting. But we mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was disappointed. After such an impressive season from Philly, I was expecting them to have a very good offseason. Um, but I don't know. For some reason, they just they didn't do it for me. So I was a little disappointed there. As far as my wins for the offseason, oh, I don't know if anyone won outside of the Bears. But, oh, if I had to pick. You know what? I'm going to go with Texans. I think getting C.J. Stroud was a good pick for them. I think they did. Uh, interesting job in trading up for a couple of players, that defensive player, they, the player from Georgia they picked up. Was that their third pick? Yeah. That was interesting to me, but it gives them a little bit more muscle, I think, there. Um, so the Texans were a surprise uh, for me as far as the offseason and what they did. Um, so, yeah. And the Panthers. Let's throw in the Panthers as well, because the Panthers did some interesting things and the Texans did some interesting things. And these are two teams that we normally don't give credit to in any way, shape or form. So I'm going to give them a little bit of credit now because who knows where they're going to be in the season. So Panthers, Texans, bravo, you two. You got some young, you know, young studs in a quarterback. You did some good signings. You made some moves. Well done. And I don't think we can finish this podcast without talking about the elephant in the room which is the fact that this is our first season in 22 or 23 seasons. And I could be getting that number wrong where we do not have Tom Brady taking the field in an NFL game. Are we thrilled about that? Is it like a somber moment for us all? Or is it just kind of a time to be like, thank God, let's move on to these young mobile quarterbacks. I think are going to get stuff done. I think we've got to give the man his dues. You know, it's definitely going to be a different experience, not only not watching Tom Brady, but not being able to talk smack about Tom Brady or, you know, be nice to him if that, if you're so that way inclined. Um, it's going to be different. I'm excited to see Baker though, down in Tampa. I think that's going to be cool. And I'm quite surprised he got another starting job that quickly, but yeah, let's see. Riley, yeah. thoughts on, on uh, Brady not being there? Look, every, you know, tablets are safe now. They can all be <laughs> safe so tablets can sleep well at night now (laughs) microsoft might lose a bit of money having to replace them every week but um yeah look as much as i'm a brady hater like laura said i'll give him his dues um i will also miss giving him smack you know when he thought it was third down and it was fourth um things like that but uh you know just more more room to hate on rogers there we go. Rogers is going to now step into this lovely role. Um, I think that Brady has occupied for a while. So thank you, Aaron Rodgers, for taking one for the team and doing that. It is greatly appreciated. 
Riley, Laura, that is all we have time for. First podcast back. This is going to be a really good season. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited. But we will catch you next week where we kind of recap a little bit more of preseason and we kind of delve into our teams a little bit more on what we think they're going to do in this in this uh, regular season.